podcast about people making the world a better place. Chains in the ghetto. You know what it is. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here again Thursday, one week prior to Easter Sunday. Yeah, Easter Sunday is on the 17th, the day that we all finally get to dress up and be fresh to death and wear all them loud colors and them old light and, and, and powder colors. But welcome. You know what it is every second week from Ren Williams, and we here on this Thursday, April 7th. Shout out to Ted. Shout out to Hello Who Raised My Whole Production Team, Mojo Rising. You know what it is. We here to stay all day, every day. Now, I got some very beautiful guests here today, and they on they, they on their game. And I know one thing is I might not have known them long, but the connection's strong. And y'all can't do us wrong. We back here to do our thing, man. Don't stop me, man. Don't keep me going. Do I got to keep going? All right, I'm going to slow down. Now, again, we represent black excellence. We represent all excellence. This is not a show where we do a bunch of gossiping and talking dive. This is the show where we always support and embrace and we do group economics. We show you how to build wealth. Shout out to UPC, our sponsorship. And so we're going to get this thing rolling right into the day again. Thank y'all for being with us. Ted, bring in my guests so we can get this thing rolling. All right, all right. You brought me in the night. What's up, what's up? How y'all doing? Everybody all right today? Yes, yes. Thanks for having us. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Y'all can talk. Don't worry about it. You can relax. This ain't that type of show. You know what I'm saying? We building each other up in this great energy here. So, again, I already let everybody know that we don't have no long relationship. I, I I do not know you guys that well. But guess what? We connected and they gonna respect it. So you on the show and you down with me and I'm down with you. So please, I want you guys to introduce yourself. Uh, Again, our feminine energy is the most strongest energy. Everybody is afraid to hear these type of words, feminine words like uh, 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 um, submissiveness, words like, uh, uh, you know, Things like that just make people say, oh, you're weaker, you're weaker, you're weaker. And and, and that's not true. You, you The things that you women possess is not the weaker side of a human. It's not the weaker side of humanity. It is the stronger side. So please introduce yourself. Y'all can go one by one and take, you know, whoever want to go first. You can go first. Yeah. You're on mute. You're on mute, Jasmine. You got you to gotta take it off mute. You on mute, Jasmine? Oh, yeah, you on mute. All 
I make sure she on that. Okay, well, you go on and introduce well, yourself <laughs> while she fixes it. Uh, well, I'm Dennis Shakinio. Uh, I go by D. I'm born and raised in Virginia, Northern Virginia, um, close to DC, Prince William, Woodbridge area. Um, I've been by way of Birmingham, Alabama since 2013. Um, mm -hmm. Been a little bit everywhere since. Um, right now we travel work and I run a travel agency that I've turned into an LLC. And the goal is to kind of use that to get properties, multiple streams of income, work with the neighborhoods, um, mm -hmm. redo houses, make housing affordable. Mm -hmm. So that is my end goal. But um, how I get there to get my own financial freedom to back that is my travel agency right now. All right, all right. They got Alabama checking in. Bama, man, I didn't have so many things going on with Alabama on here, man. I don't know what it is. I can't get away from Alabama. Everywhere I go, I find somebody running to somebody from Alabama. Alabama scattered out. I don't know why, mm -hmm. but Alabama is scattered out for real, for real. So that's cool. That's cool. Okay, so we got Jasmine back on here. Jasmine, do you mind introducing yourself? Can y'all hear me now? Right can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, hear you now. okay. <laughs> okay, my name is Jasmine Covington. Um, I'm going by JC Marie. I'm a new filmmaker, writer, just stepping out here on faith, doing something different. And I've always loved movies. And so I wanted to take an opportunity to really just bear my soul through film. And I just jumped out there and did it. I worked backwards. Um, I shot the film first and started writing afterwards, but really the whole idea came from just being caught in the American illusion. I've been in healthcare for 10 years. First five years of healthcare, I was an EMT basic, and then I merged over to be a surgical tech. And I worked down in Houston at Bentop Trauma Center for about four years and this before I decided to travel. And mm -hmm. I came up here to the DMV area because most of my family, they, you know, I'm from North Carolina, so they live from close by, so I want to be close to the family. And yeah, um, yeah. after the uh, the January 6th incident, that's when God gave me the push. I, ha okay. I mean, I had to take the talents that he has blessed me with to make a change. And um, my first film comes out April the 17th, year 33. Already. Already, congratulations, congratulations. So, Jazzy, we have had a little lengthy conversation. Again, you said you were from North Carolina. That was actually what yeah. caught my eye to you and your brand and what you were doing because I left Elizabeth, North Carolina around the same That's time the last year. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, I want to just give a quick shout out to the Brown family, Andrew Brown, everybody that was affected by that, um, yeah. uh, the police shooting that killed this young man. Mm -hmm. Uh, with a promise in life. I was right there with his family and I was blessed to be able to support them in these grieving moments and fight with them and stand with them for something that we all should be uh, willing to stand for. And that's our family and our loved ones and us having a quality life. Um, so uh, uh, that was something that initially uh, caught my eye with you. Again, you represent black excellence. 
your um your writer i'm a writer i'm an author i'm in the movies i'm writing movies you, you you got your movie out there so now i'm like okay now i'm trying to catch up with you but not really catch up with you now i'm thinking now i need to network with you because for some reason a lot of us we jump right into that mind frame of competing competing instead of networking and reaching out not knowing that you can be the other piece to the puzzle right and so uh uh what positive message i always ask my guests this i ask um d this uh after you also um but what positive message can you give for the viewers and the followers right now that you stand by to help you go through and make it through all the shenanigans that life has to toss at us because of not only are you a career person but your mother your person a family a person a virtue and so these things are scattered out how can you stay grounded what do you use what is your philosophy what is your message um for us well, I grew up in church, so is prayer. I've been praying um, since I was a little girl, and prayer works. When your soul is at a point of detachment, and there's really no family, there's no friends, there's no one to really vent to. I mean, and sometimes it could really just be something small, you know. I always pray, and I ask God to guide me to lead me into the direction that he wants me to go. And I also use my own discernment to make decisions. If it don't look right, it don't sound right, then nine times out of 10, it's not right. And life is gonna come. You just have to roll with the punches. I like that, prayer, prayer works, prayer works. Okay, um, so you also represent uh, my black, business of the week um like excellence and all these things so you said that the movie is coming out in april correct what is this short film about what was your inspiration for and what is the message that we should be looking for um, um in this in this documentary in this movie well i, I want to clarify because someone had said to me um in a group chat that i was included in that I shouldn't call it a movie, but I mean, it's still film. It's a short film. Uh, the film is three minutes and it's really, um, it's it's very interesting. And I know, if, you know, if you really look at everything that's going on around you, it sounds and looks familiar to slavery and many other aspects of the past. and it really just pulled up my soul to really bear it to God and ask God, what, where am I and what do I need to do? And year 33 is basically summing up my experience here on earth in America as a black woman. And I'm mirroring the image of Christ. Black women, we sacrifice so much. We are the sacrifice in many instances and situations. And we're not really, not, not necessarily asking for the credit but someone needs to really know that black women we have sacrificed so much and it's not i don't want to really just say black women i mean everyone in america has made a sacrifice to the country but as for me as a black woman a black woman and the film i am really just showing the world that hey this is what i am going through inside this is my struggle that I'm having with my own faith. This is the mm -hmm. struggle that I'm having here. This is the struggle period. And mm -hmm. it is almost identical 
to what has been written in the word of God as far as Jesus's journey on earth. Okay. Okay. So um, where you're at in the DMV, you're right there where a lot of black history has been and come from and Alabama too. Um, some of the things that I see from people that are from Alabama and Mississippi and stuff, I just don't understand it. They act, they act as if they have no culture, as if they don't know their culture when so much of our black civil rights culture has been right there where they can walk right across the street and learn it. Um, Chicago too. I mean, I just don't understand how some of these places, I come from a city that is probably about 8% black. Okay, and we we go we in Austin we we're we not playing like we we all we we dressing up our city like we painting up our city like it's gonna feel like somebody black people here, and 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 guess what we fighting for our culture we fighting for our name we fighting for our identity we fighting for our ancestors identity that was stolen. And so when you look up and you fast forward and you go to the 60s and the 70s and stuff, these places are, are hallmarks for what we stand for today. And these are the places are the, that are the most black on black crime uh, exists. These places are ran by black, they're governed by black people. We talking about you go to Atlanta, Chocolate Cities, the Detroit, Chicago, these people got black chiefs. We ain't never had a black chief in Austin. And so sometimes it gets under my skin that everybody in these areas are acting so savage as if they don't have any understanding of clue what has happened and why they are even there. But that's another story. And I ain't going to get all into that. But anyway, so local stuff, where you at, though, are you partnering with any nonprofit organizations in your area, you know, to get out there? Some things, some things that I always suggest, because a lot of us, we have a lot of stuff to say about stuff. But we, and that's one thing I stand. Oh, you don't, I don't go down and mess with NAACP. They some coons. They don't do numbers. Take my, you ain't never been down there. You ain't never been down yeah. there. You ain't, yeah. you don't go to church, bro. You don't go nowhere where they get the network because you too worried about you. See, it's all about you. When it stops being about you, then you're going to step out there on faith. Because you know that everybody's counting on you to not be about you. They want to see us win. And sometimes you get people who put into you and say, man, I trust you so much that I'm going to work on the back end so that you can get it done. But don't leave me back here once we get what we get done. And that's where I feel like it's a big disconnection now with our people. We'll put, put on for them. We'll work for them. And then soon as they get there, they take off and do something totally different, man. Slap us right back in the face. So is there any nonprofits that you're working with in your community? Uh, no, I really, don't, I, I really don't have a community right now because I'm mm -hmm. moving around and I'm traveling. Um, you travel a lot. Yeah, yeah, with me working because I still, I am still working as a surgical tech, but as a traveling surgical tech. So each and every area I go to, you know, my goal is to really reach out to different places and um, network that way already and that's and that's good that's what we got to do we got to network any black authors or books that you reading that you picked up lately that you want to give us a shout out or a heads up uh i like to check out is there any uh black authors anybody that you're, you're interested in right now uh yes a um good friend of mine her name is santina proctor she has a book called um pursuing purpose and that book it will just push you into going to go and fulfill your purpose if, you know just listen reading her story 
and letting it resonate with you and, you know, with everyone having their own stories, taking what the pain or whatever trauma that you've been through and pushing that into purpose is really, if everyone did that, the world would be a better place. I feel you on that. So what is the mental health and healthy foods? What is this healthy lifestyle? Where is making time to heal at on your level and your pole or your to-do list in life? How important is that to you? Um, well, my mental, my mental health, I, I really, <laughs> <laughs> my therapy is film. Um, yeah. yeah. My, my therapy is film. I try to keep um, toxins at a minimal. I, I really mm -hmm. keep my phone on do not disturb a lot. If yeah. I am not ready to speak, I'm not. And I think a lot of people's problem is they don't know how to let their tongue rest. And that plays mm -hmm. a big part in mental health because if you're hearing things that you shouldn't be hearing or engaging in conversations that you shouldn't be engaging in. I, I will not necessarily say it shouldn't be, but um, it, it it's stuck. It, it'll roll around in your skull. So I'm very careful about speaking. Um, when it comes to food, I eat what I want. Um, I go work out, you know. Oh, well, what, okay, well, what you want to eat then? Since you eat what you want to <laughs> eat then? <laughs> I eat what I but, want. I, eat what I you mean, want, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I still do greens like in the morning for my digestion because All fruit, right. vegetable, you know, it, it's good in the morning to do that, you know, to get your body ready. After, yeah. after that, I'm going to eat what I want, you know. Yeah, after that, it's whatever. Body. Okay. So do you cook a lot or you or you go after? Well, not on the road, no. No. No, I'm from well, North on the road, you can't cook. I do cook. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I know the road you can't cook. Well, okay. So every second with Clarine Williams, we like to keep it rolling. So uh, we focus on positive stuff, self-love and things like that, relationships and dating. Is there anything in particular? Uh, can you give me two people right now that you think in your life that are healthy for you, that are healthy relationships, just two people? And then give me maybe two places or one place where it's very unhealthy for you that you cannot go around. Um, two people. As far as the people goes, I would say um, I have a little cousin. She really inspires me. She's she'll be twenty five, and she started mm -hmm. her business in Elizabeth City. Um, Elizabeth City is not for the weak. Um, there's a lot I of crap in the basket there. <laughs> yeah, so, I know I'm that's right. I won't. I won't. <laughs> get in, I won't get into Elizabeth City too much. But Shout out Elizabeth City, man. Yeah, North it's some, hust it's some hustlers in Elizabeth City, North and for her to be that young, she's a hustler, you know. And yeah. um, another person would be a friend of mine I met down in Houston. Her name is Alicia uh, Lumpkin, and she really groomed me into the woman that I am today. I think I heard that name. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't too many Lumpkins. And I heard that name. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She really, she, she was, she's a very, really, really good friend of mine. And at a point in my life, she saw heaviness on me, and really helped push me into purpose as well. And uh, I would say a place that I don't want to go. I, I mean, I really can't really think of any places I don't want to go. Because uh, I mean, I'm not one. It ain't one place where you know you ain't trying to go because if you go, you're going to relapse, go back. You don't, you, you don't go all the way backwards. All this hard work, it ain't no place where you just oh, don't. Yeah. Well, it would be my hometown. Like, I all love right, my hometown. Then. Don't just say yeah, I, I love my hometown. <laughs> I love my hometown, but I can't do but maybe an hour you and I'm blessed, out. You done blessed the city of Elizabeth then tore them down that damn fact. Boy, I, I, I do, but, no, I we can, love I you, but we ain't coming back. Ain't no, I can't go back. 
I can't we love that. y'all, but fuck y'all. Next no, song. that's not. No, nah, that fuck y'all. I mean, it's I just, just I'll whatever. see y'all later. Okay, <laughs> right. I'll holler at y'all. That's what all that right, is. All right, that, that's better. That's better. That's better. That's better. Okay, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Uh, my last question is: Do you have maybe a college team or sports? Do you like sports? Or are you interested? Do you have a team um, that you root for? That you ride for? Uh, no matter what, do you have a college? Maybe your alma mater. I don't know. Or you, you know. Nah. <laughs> no. You don't like no college? No, like it's not that because it plays it plays into that whole American thing. Nope. I'm all right. Y'all keep the team. Okay, well shout out all the HBCUs. <laughs> I'm trying to do this big old campaign where I'm just all day, every day HBCU. Why? I just feel like it's just that time. It's just yeah, that I'm time. a Spartan. I'm a Spartan. I'm at North okay, State right okay. now. Yeah. But then that's what we do then. We show them some love. Yeah, we want to yeah, encourage some state. people. Uh, we want to carry some of uh, our uh, viewers and stuff. Uh, just to know, no matter how old you are, you still go back to school. You always go back to school and get a little bit more education. Ain't nothing wrong with education. And education might not be the only thing. Uh, that, I mean, what I meant to say is education is not the guaranteed billion-dollar thing. But when you have it, even if you do it to the just the, the, uh, just the basic of it, it is so much better for you because it helps you so much more. You don't have to call on so many people while you're trying to make it to your goal. D, what's up, baby? You've been waiting, you've been waiting, you've been chilling, <laughs> you've been kicking back, and you've been waiting, and that's what's up. So we got you now. I wanna just thank you so much for giving me some of your time and blessing this camera with your presence and your face, and you know what it is. You represent black excellence. And so now it's your turn, and I wanna know, since you all up in here and you in the camera, what is you doing to keep a straight face? What is what is what is your philosophy? What did grandma teach you? Somebody told you something, uh, uh anything that you can give us that, that you live by that we can take with us too for the day. Um for me, I live life on life's terms. Um my big prayer is always to God help me not to operate in my self-will and to be open to whatever it is it has for me. So when things are happening, whether it's good, bad, ugly, I live life's own life terms. And a zillion things can happen to me, but I don't have to respond to everything. I don't have to give in to everything. And my time, my energy, I do not give to everybody or every situation. So it's all about how you react to things. Well, that's why I thanked you already for giving me some of your time. You look like you stayed with your time. That's why I said thank you. So I appreciate you coming in and giving us some of that time. Life on life terms, not reacting to what everybody say. I just said this last week. I did not want to say anything about the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. I, yeah, I got so frustrated with him so much. And so I just wanted to be doing it. And I just had to symbolize things. And I just say, hey, man, they were two kings, two kings that is that has been embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. And y'all want to politic life, quit politicking life. That's what life on life terms is, where we don't want to politic with our babies. We don't got time to play politics with their life. So we stepping out there and we saying, hey, we on life on life terms. If you're going to do, if you're going to give it to me like this, well, then this is how I got to do it. This is how, I, this is, we have to start being proactive and not reactive, okay? And being proactive is practicing things just like you said with not reacting to what people say. It is no way in hell we should have reacted 
to what was said. No way. And and these are things that we have to do every day, every day. It could be somebody in traffic flicking you off, cussing you out. Sometimes you gotta know just how to keep it rolling. Man, I ain't, I ain't tripping. I ain't about to entertain it. I had a young cat pull up behind me today. I'm going to the store. He's swaying and stuff. It's ten hour road. He pulling up it. Act like gonna hit the back of my car, and I'm sitting up here. And the first thing that I said to myself was, well, "Damn, boy, ten years ago you would have kicked this motherfucker." What's up? What you want to do? Let's get it on. And I was like, "I don't know what he on, but I hope he don't get pulled over." I kept my car at the same same speed. I didn't do no looking. I wasn't. I didn't budge. And I said, "Man, I think I'm getting better. I think I'm getting better because I have goals on being a lawyer." I have goals that's gonna come with this no reaction. I can't have these faces. I can't make these moves. I can't show, I gotta learn this poker shit and I got to get it right and I gotta get it right now. It's gonna be one of the best moves that I can make to, to have a continuous way to fight because on the outside of being a revolutionary, sometimes we get caught into what's the next big thing? What's the next big news topic? What's the next big, uh, 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 you know, Thing, what is what has happened to? What are they doing to us now? And then we want to jump out there. Who got killed now? And, and then we want to do something. And, and uh, I don't think that's the way to do it. I think that um, it's plenty of things to fight about, and it's only a few of us willing to do it. And we cannot continue to just jump on every topic. Now we got to get the bandwidth. We got to get people, and we got to become some real roots in our ground, like our ancestors, because we might not be here to see it change. But we will be here to fight for while we're here. So, um, so again, you are my uh, black excellence. You are black business of the week. Now, you said you was in real estate and a few more other things. You don't have to go back and tell us everything you do, but let us know why I got you here now and what is the plans that you have today. So, actually, I'm a nurse first. <laughs> I did my four-year degree at the University in North Alabama. So I thought it was interesting that we were all in the medical field um, at one point. Um, I went through what most nurses go through, um, burnout, politics, um, also just unfair treatment being a person of color, not being afforded the same opportunities, no matter how hard I worked. Because um, mm. I started, graduated high school right at 17, 18, and I was always on it. I started my first job in neurosurgery. Um, then I transitioned to dialysis and always within like six months or so I was charging. You know, I was always doing extra certification, the extra classes. And, you know, you don't get that recognition for doing good. The, um, the recognition that you get is more work. When you have a hard work ethic in the medical field, you get more work and people get to do less work. And that got exhausting. Um, and then I got pregnant with my daughter, McKaylee, and people show their true colors. Um, you know, they, they push this family dynamic of we're willing to work with you and help for babysitters and all these things. But really when it comes down to it, you are a warm body and you are a number who is replaceable. And one of the first things that I told an old boss of mine was, I'm going to give it two years because I don't want to work for you forever. I want my own. 
you have a whole business, I want my own business. And around two years came around, I'm pregnant with my daughter, working my tail off. And I just got tired. I had, you know, my pregnancy was rough, very, very rough. I was high risk on my first pregnancy. And I ended up taking maternity leave early. So getting her here was 40 plus hours of labor, two epidurals, just exhausted, you know, but I do believe in divine timing. So when it came down to maternity leave, I was like, we can't afford this. We can't afford to have and take her to daycare and live day-to-day -day life. Even though we are a two-income household, we can't afford it. So something has to shake. And I really just went on faith and was like, I'm just going to open my business. You know, if I can give every company all the energy um, that I've given them in my career, I can put that into my own business and make it something that I can leave my family. Um, and so I opened my business October of last year and my big goal has always been, I want multiple properties. I want to be able to love on the community and have that funding to be able to keep the name black neighborhoods black. You know, there's no, no nice way to say that, but gentrification is a real thing. And I don't feel like people should be pushed out of their homes for the next mall or the hotels and things that they're not going to be able to afford to go and stay in while they're struggling to eat across the street. I really think a lot of it starts at home. So starting my own business where this can be bigger and I can have future employees, I can have a team that I can teach them not only how to run travel agencies and build teams, but I can teach them financial literacy. I can sit there and affirm them. I can build them up. I can teach them life skills while they're also being mentored by me. It's not all just about money. Um, you know, and I heard a lot of different nurses, black nurses, come in and repeat the same thing that you have. And that raised a lot of concern in the health field, the treatment of black nurses and a lot of a few other things that they were like just being overworked, underpaid, mm -hmm. undervalued, underappreciated and so forth. And uh, we got a few people on the side here. Uh, uh, Shayla White says, uh, Shayla White says, uh, definitely hard working in the healthcare field, being a person of color. I've definitely experienced it. So you got some people on here already saying, hey, they know exactly what, what you're saying and they felt that too. Uh, and so, uh, you know, to keep things going, are you working with any uh, nonprofit organizations in your community, in your city where you're at? Um, right now, I am in Quincy, Illinois, um, but when I'm home in Birmingham, I partner with Pathways um, Women and Children Homeless Shelter. All right, all right. And so um, how does mental health and making time to heal, uh, how does that fit in your life and uh, on your priority list? How important is that to you? healing that's that's number one for me um i come from a very trauma-filled background very rough life um filled with substance abuse physical abuse assault and things so it is top of my list to make sure that i heal 
I'm a person that roots for therapy. I don't think we talk about things enough. You know, we have the mentality as Black people that we, what stays in the house, happens in the house, stays in the house. And that's not a healthy mindset. And that's something I plan to break with my daughter. So I want um, everyone to be comfortable going to therapy. So I do therapy once a month. Um, I talk about whatever issues. Um, and I really use whatever it is that I'm learning in therapy. And I execute that in my life. So boundaries, reclaiming my time, and things like that. Um, I'm no good to anybody else if I'm not healthy on the inside. All right. Yeah, right. you're right. You got it. And that's and that's right. That's correct. So uh what is this that I'm seeing right here? Uh Ted just posted it for me. Um so this is a um thing that I put together for the moms and women of Birmingham for them to get away for um a weekend or a few days. There's babysitting on site, they get to come, the food is catered. They get yeah. a room and we all get to sit around as women and love on each other because there's not a lot of space for that in Birmingham, just in general, or just women in general. So keeping overhead costs very low, affordable for everyone to come in, have a good time and moms to really reflect and just be women for a day. Not moms, not wives, but just be women. That's what's up. That's what's up. And it's good to see that because I don't know what it is, but women are are way more in competition with each other than men, man. And, and it's, it's like every post, everything they say is, oh, I'm pressure. You could never, you could never fuck mm -hmm. with me. You could never outlook me, get their lips fixed. You could never fuck with me. And it's, it's everything they do. Oh, I'm big pressure. She could never be me. Like, you a whole single person and yelling, she could never, what the hell are you talking about? Nobody even, I don't even know if people see this or see it as a problem, but to me, it's like, I don't know. We as black men, even if I really go back to a black young man, a black child, you guys are, are, are the people that we hold at the most high. We put you black women on the biggest pedestal. So we can't accept you coming no any kind of way. No, yeah, we're gonna say something. Yeah, if you ain't got on no clothes all the time, we're gonna say something. Yeah, well, I I, I told a, a, a chick the other day that, and uh, I don't know, and I'm gonna quote this as, as black men, but I don't think black men ever wakes up and say, oh, baby, let me, let's have anal sex. I don't, that's not something that we do in our culture. That's not something we like. You got to be watching a lot of porn and all that old stuff to be in all that stuff, man. That's what make you get to thinking these ideas. Another thing is black men really do like natural looking people. They really do. I don't, I'm not going to knock the blonde wigs or none of that stuff. But the fact is, I, I, I've never seen a guy get up and be like, oh, you look so much better with your eyelashes. Oh, if you just keep your eyelashes in all day, I just love you so much more. No, most of the time, a lot of these dudes, they cheating with hood boogers, straight hood boogers. Girls look like a straight booger, man. They don't give a damn. But you know why? Because he let them do what he want to do. So he ran over there to him. And it's not always about, look, sometimes 
we just got to remember, man, that who we are, how God made us, that is the beauty. That's where the beauty comes from. That's where the beauty lies. And so um, it's good to hear that about. We got some more stuff uh, right there. They, they look like some flies and stuff that was sent to us right there. Um, now, uh, my last question to you is, uh, who is your college team? Now, you're from Alabama. Are you rolling tide or what, what, who are you riding with? I don't have an affiliation. Oh. But but my, my end game is I root for everybody black. That's that's just really what it is. I'm, I'm here for everybody black. That's it. You got a road tied or something. You from Alabama, Auburn, I'm anybody? Not, I'm Alabama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Probably don't get chain rocking. That's good. Well, I'm glad mm -hmm. y'all not rolling with the tie because I'm a longhorn and we play Alabama September 19th. And I was going to talk shit anyway, and I ain't got to, so we can skip that and go <laughs> something else. I ain't got to say nothing else about that. Uh, now, buying the block back, though, and real estate. Uh, I like to get a little information from you. Usually, I have one of my partners on here kicking us some game about group ep uh, economics, building yeah. wealth, investing. Now, I'm going to give it to you, D. Can you give us some jewels that we can use maybe on the investing side? I've been hearing that buying property might not be a good thing right now. Are there some other options for us out there? We trying to spend some money. Uh, really, it depends on where you're at. Right now, Birmingham is listed as the cheapest place to buy properties. Um, but for me, I, what I want to do is like wholesale fix up. Um, so a lot of those houses are like abandoned, they're foreclosed and things like that. Um, so getting investors in order to buy these houses and fix them up and make them livable, not in the sense of just bare minimum but giving everybody an equal opportunity to live in a decent place um and you know for their income restrictions you know having financial literacy classes and things that people can attend to qualify for these things um instead of just not qualifying people and not giving them the option to have a better lifestyle i think a lot of it starts at home um with how you are with your family and I think fixing the black community starts in our homes. So um, really it's just network with people, um, find out what the community needs and kind of go from there. That's what's up. Thank you so much for that information. Building each other, building brands, group economics. It's not group economics people if you ain't putting money in each other's pocket. Point blank period. All the bullshit aside, we need you to get off your butt and show some real support. Share some of your people's stuff, man. Invest in some of your people's stuff, bro. You know, they got some good quality products, good natural products. I don't care if you selling body oils, waters, whatever you done came up with. I am going to purchase it from you to show my support to what you're doing, even if it's a dollar more than what the white folks selling it for at the cone store or the Asian 74 down there. It's, it, it, it has become that important, not because, oh, uh, uh, this is a race thing. Again, uh, D, you spoke on the topic that I've been, you know, uh, uh, learning about and learning and educating myself on before I fix my mouth to talk about it. And one of it was white supremacy, how much white supremacy has affected us and what it looks like. 
And what we say when we say systematic racism, we're not even walking around here talking about KKK, old school, black and white, you can't drink at the white folk town and shit. That's over with. No, this thing didn't got so uh, camouflaged. It didn't got so uh, evolved, right? It didn't grew in so many different ways that we're talking about the Spanish, the black person, the white person that has this position that is still thinking white. And you're using it, right, to keep people down, especially people of color. Because guess what? That's what that is. White supremacy has affected every race in America. We all have been acting white. And until you break up out of it, you won't never know. So when I deal with Spanish people that are in places like probation officers, district attorneys, people in power, this is when they flex it. Sometimes they putting their hand on the woman. The woman go scream on them. They try to shut her down, but that's the only one that made it. The white woman was the one that made it to scream because America know like I know, that's who can bring us down, the white girl. See, the white girl scream and y'all all going to jail. All y'all, every last one of you, Patriots, owner, I don't fuck who you is, president, doctor, everybody who touched the white girl going to jail. So if you keep thinking you're going to get away with now, let her scream. See, all that other stuff that y'all do all day, 24-7, to the minorities, to the people with the meddling, see, those voices barely, barely, and rarely get out there and cause the havoc that it would have been causing, knowing that y'all been doing this 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 damn years, consecutive, ain't never stopped raping, ain't never stopped stealing, you ain't never stopped. So, Jasmine, I don't want to talk about my talk. I'm damn near about to go off. I want to see this clip because it's, it already shows what I'm saying anyway. So let's go to uh, Miss Jasmine's clip, Ted, and let's show these people the work that she got going on with the short film because I'm down with her. Yeah, that's it's really just the, the film is short, so... You have to wait until it come out. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I just wanted to see it. And you see that year 33. What does the year 33 mean? What does that represent? Um, you know, that what they that was recorded as far as the year that Jesus was, his age that he was crucified. Um, and when I turned the year, the year 32 and 33 were really, really rough for me psychologically when I realized where I was at. I said, oh yeah, this is really America. This is really what it is. But what I do to really awaken people out of this illusion. Yeah, yeah. 33 is uh, an angel number, numeral number. It is a number uh, uh, that holds a lot of power. The crazy thing is that when we say 33 me, um, I'm in numerology, um, I'm 11. And so I'm connected with 22s to help me reach my master number, which is 33. My life changed and I decided to get into this life that I'm living in and I'll die in um, from here on out at 33. My brother was shot 12 times at 33. Um, and 33 is a great, great number. 
and I understand that it, it affects a lot of different ways. And so I'm still, I stay aware and I stay watching it. So when I see it, and so that's, it's not a coincidence that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this short film and, and, and I'm looking at the number 33. After speaking with you um, for about an hour, a um, couple of days ago, um, you possess this healing spiritual power already. You already have this power to where you're, 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 you're waking people up as you go. And that's why you're moving around because God got you out here waking them up as you go. You ain't got time to play. So, um, um, and you on his time, I'm on his time. So a lot of times we might be in positions and places where we have no education on, we have no familiarity. We don't, we, we didn't wake up and say we was coming here. We wind up here though, and we're yeah. gonna make the best of it. And those reasons is so that we can wake up others along the road. Now, every second with Clarence Williams, we're gonna keep things rolling. Uh, thank you to my guests, uh, news of the week, news of the week, man. Uh, we got crimes by the city of Austin. My boy Julian, he sent us this video. I want y'all to check this out real quick. Um, it shouldn't be that long. We'll see a few. Uh, we'll check out a few minutes of it, Ted, because it looked like about a nine-minute video. But uh, we'll just show you some of the stuff that's going on in Austin streets right now with the uh, disabled, uh, homeless population and people of color. This is how we get treated. And uh, Julian, he polices the police. So. Let's check out some of this stuff. This is the underpass downtown. A lot of people live out there. And uh, Julian actually is one of those guys who has helped a lot of people when it comes to police brutality, discretion. Tell me what happened today. Um, the cops come, came, and they came yesterday. What they? Three days ago, they said. They came yesterday and let us know that they were coming today. What happened today? Did they? Uh, did they offer you housing? No, they offered. One of, one of the officers offered to hold my chair because he kept tipping backwards. And this is a, a big thing in Austin. You got to probably make eighty dollars to $100,000 a year to live comfortable in the city. And the homeless and, uh, population has grew tremendously. It is becoming a big conversation along with so the they took all they took your tent? of the community and, and, and the minorities. Probably a handful of these coins that are all sitting here. Collectible coins? Ah, 1919, 1967, 1967 quarter. Every single last one of these are worth. So they took your, your valuable coin, collectible coins. Well, then they took was, your clothes. There was, there was a few of my coins. And, I mean, there was a bunch of shit there, but it was a bunch of shit and bullshit. And given a day to go through it and throw everything away or, or get ready. Not enough time. Well, I've been there for 18 years. Yeah. So, is a day going to be long enough for me to move my ass? Well, normally. So he, he, he goes out yeah. and he, he runs the camera and he keeps documentation of how the police use uh, their authority. How many years? And they continuously take over people 
who really, you know, are misfortunate, uh, um, and, and yeah, we don't know yeah. how. One thing the, about the city took your shit being honest, okay, they? Ted, you can cut that out. Well, they're coming over there. Uh, one thing I like to say about up, being honest is you don't know how people are It's easy to assume that someone is homeless and they just lazy, don't want a job. Oh, go get a job, you bum. You don't work, you bum. It's easy to assume that a person is homeless because they don't work. And that's not true. It's so many people who have been affected by these tornadoes recently. Guess what they are now? They are homeless. There are people, most of the homeless people I met had higher degrees than anybody I knew. Okay? Straight winos. And they were homeless because they refused to live in the cycle of the country and the systematic uh, racism and all the things that it, and the abuse that it has done and the, and, the, and the taxing and the outrageous taxing and, and all these other things. Then you got mental health that plays a part in it, right? Uh, and, 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 and everybody that is homeless is not there because they, they didn't want to work. I've met a lot of homeless people that still has jobs, okay? They still go to work. They maybe went through a flood, house caught on fire. We don't know why they wind up on the streets. But it's nothing that you should just keep on trying to bash over people's head or you just use that some mediocre stuff. It's not. It's real. And if you haven't experienced homelessness or mental health issues, then, then, then you're probably the one that's in denial. Okay? Because we all have experienced it in some form or fashion. I like to tell people all the time, you know, so we're going to keep things moving. We're going to our next news. Recently, uh, Amir Lockheed right there in Minnesota, uh, Minnesota, they didn't have probably some of the biggest cases, George Floyd, uh, uh, Dante Wright, Amir Lockheed, and we keep on going. But Minnesota and that state right there, um, it is buzzing, man, with police brutality. I'm talking about some of the biggest stories in the nation. This is what we're living in. We're living basically in the after effect of George Floyd. That's what we're living in right now. Because before then, it had, the world hadn't seen anything like this. And so this is one of the visuals right here from the news that we got the news clip off of YouTube. And um, it's showing how the police went into this young man's house while he was asleep on his couch with a no-knock warrant. And it wasn't even the damn right house. And they didn't went in here and shot this baby three times and killed him dead in his own house on his couch because he jumped up and they seen him have a weapon. Um, the district attorney, everybody in the city has the, uh, decided not to file charges on the officers. They played politics with the young man's life, said that it didn't fit in in the politic world and fit the rules and the regulations that they go by and so now his mother is on a conquest just like i am just like hundreds and thousands of other mothers and the funny thing is i run into these mothers and uh they see me they see me standing for my family not the women but me and i wanted it that way because timeless, timeless, and countless timeless uh, times again, the black woman has fought for us. The black woman has died for us. The black woman has stood in the paint and took all the damn bruises, all the spitting, all the cuss words you can give us. They stood right there in units holding each other's hand. Our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunts and our sisters. I want to change that look. 
with myself. So I got my 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 gold teeth, right? We got my hats and shit. I put all the weed, all the sacks and, and all the prostitutes and the extra phones. I threw all that shit away. And I say, y'all got to deal with me and I ain't going nowhere. And this is the video here. As you can see, they go in the apartment. The officer kicks the couch. He jumps up. They see the weapon there and they shoot him three times. So I like to just uh, send my condolences out to the family. Every time I see stuff like that, uh, it takes me back. I know that I'm very, very grateful. My brother was shot 12 times. George Floyd only had a knee on his neck. Um, I'm thankful. We lost in federal court. They decided that we didn't deserve a dime. But we won. We won because I still got my brother here with me and I can fight. And if I'm going and I can still go get some damn money. Guess what? I can get up right now after I get off this damn podcast and go give me some money. Fuck that money. I needed my brother. And it's too many countless mothers and families who would have made the same decision I made. If they could choose winning a civil suit over their baby, I guarantee you they'll pick their baby. So my condolences and my love and support go out. And I'm going to reach out to that mother. I'm going to reach out to that mother soon. And I'm going to let her know that I love her. And I'm going to be there fighting right there with her. And, and wherever I got to be, I'm flying. I'm catching boats. I'm catching rides. We're getting out there. And we're going to get some boots on the ground. And we're going to keep that voice alive. Because that's what proactive is. That's being You got to continue with this thing. You got to keep rolling. Sometimes because consistency and being patient, hey, it's a virtue, right? God bless us. If we can be patient a little longer, just hold on, right? That's what he said. Just hold on a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. And it's going to be all right. So, again, ladies, thank y'all so much for being here with me today. I really appreciate y'all giving me your time, gracing my show. I'm going to get ready to close. Y'all know how I do. Every second with Corinne Williams. I hope y'all were entertained. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. I like the show. Actually, we went a little over time than we usually do, but I really like the show. I, I felt like this was dope. This was really kind of dope. So, okay, now. Before I go, I'm going to leave y'all with my little jewels that I drop on you. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave, and I'm going to go with the same thing that my guest said. Prayer. My mama, my grandma prayed for me. Hey, for me. Hey, hey, for me. My mama, my grandma prayed for me. That's why I'm alive today. That's why when you try to come up on me with that rear rab and I'm able to duck and go up under the jab, because mama prayed for me, man. That's y'all problem. Y'all too scared to get on your knees and thank God. You got to wait till everything good for you. Oh, you got to wait for your income tax to thank God. You got to wait for you get the new car. You got to wait for the business loan to come through. You got to wait for your credit score to jump up. You got to wait all this waiting to do something you can do today. Don't pray when it's good. Pray when it's bad. That way you know it's real. Don't let me, yeah, that way you know it's real. Hey, man, I ain't made no money today. Thank you, God. I'm away. 
because I know when you come through for me, it's going to be good. You know what it is. It's all good now. We out the hood now. I love y'all. Stay woke. Stay dangerous. And I'll see you next Thursday at the same time. All right. Peace. Scotty. Life is a dream. Just know that I.